Okay, so we are in week three of this series, which is called Relationship Goals. And in this series, we have been talking about goals of relationships, because I'm very clever at titles. Uh, but we have been talking about different things. We talked about love, actually, and what love means. Uh, not what it means in the movies, not what it means in TV shows, not even what it means in the world, but what it actually means. And how love is patient, and love is kind, and love keeps no record of being wrong. And love uh, doesn't give up, and love continues uh, going forward, and love has hope, and all of those things. And how if anyone tells you, like tries to make you change in order to earn love, that's wrong. If anyone tries to make you do something in order to earn love, that's wrong. Uh, last week we talked about friendship, and I had my best friend here to help me out with that. And we talked about how important it is to have your best friends who are able to tell you, hey, that's a bad idea. And for you to be able to tell them, hey, that's a bad idea. Or, hey, this is some good advice. Or, hey, I think this. Because it's so important to not just have people around you that constantly say yes. Now, we feel like we want that because nobody wants to hear no. And nobody wants to hear, hey, that's the wrong decision. And nobody wants to hear, hey, that's not a good idea. We, we feel like that's what we want. But... When you just have people that only tell you yes, you never actually know if something's a good idea and you just go through life being dumb, to be honest with you. You just go through life doing whatever and then you never really get to challenge yourself. You never really get to find out who you really are. You never really get to find out what you can accomplish. And so it's so important to have friends that are able to tell you that, to say, hey, let's think about this. Let's talk about that. And then you share that friendship. This week, we're going to talk about something that no one here has ever struggled with that with, and that's family relationships, because I know everybody here gets along with your family all of the time. Yep. Um, and so we are going to read from Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Don't worry, I've got more to go from here. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. So I want to start by saying something that you're going to want to hear and then you're going to want to run home and quote to your parents, but don't out of context. Parents are not always right. They just simply are not. Uh, parents are human. And so sometimes parents have a bad day. Sometimes they don't have the full story. Sometimes they mess up. When it says honor your parents, honor your father and mother, it does not mean that you always have to agree with them. It doesn't mean that uh, you always have to think, hey, they're right and they're perfect, because that's not true. What it means is when you do disagree, you do it respectfully. What it means is when you do have a different opinion than them, you talk to them calmly and respectfully. It means that you honor them because they're in charge. They're the authority. And so unless you're paying rent, then you have to still listen to them. Now, there are situations where the parent is outright wrong. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, my mom's wrong all the time. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like there are abusive situations, whether emotional or physical. And in those situations, if you really feel like you're in that type of situation, you have to talk to somebody. It is not your fault. It is okay to talk to someone. And now, sometimes it's very scary and you're like, but they're going to get in trouble. Um, it's goes deeper than that because sometimes uh, people don't realize they're being abusive. They don't realize they're abusing their power. And so they need to hear that. They need to know that. Now, that does not mean mom and dad grounded me because I took something and they won't let me go to the party or they won't let me go to the dance. That's abusive. That's not abusive. Uh, so it's not just disagreeing with your parents that makes them abusive. So in those situations where it's just a disagreement, where it's just them telling you something, where it's just them saying, hey, stop moving around on the couch and listen, where it's just them saying, hey, this is what you should do. Uh, you honor them. You talk to them. 
Now, you're going to have times where they say something that just completely drives you insane. Because, as I've said a lot of times before, you guys are at this weird age where half the time, and this can just be your parents or it can be any adult, half the time people are saying, hey, act your age, be more mature, uh, be more responsible, clean up around the house, blah, blah, blah. And half the time they're saying, hey, your opinion doesn't matter, you're a kid. You don't have, like, none of this matters. And that's very confusing because it's like, how does one work and how does the other not work? So in terms of that, your parents are sometimes going to say something or do something and it's just going to tick you off so much. And your temptation, your first instinct, is going to be to just go right to screaming. And maybe they yelled at you first, which isn't right, but maybe they yelled at you first. And you're going right to screaming, going right to yelling. What that does is it makes it worse. What that does is it exasperates the situation. And when it says honor, again, it doesn't mean you always uh, agree. It doesn't mean that uh, you always think that they're perfect. It just means that when you do disagree, you talk to them like a person. You talk to them like you would want them to talk to you. You speak calmly. And maybe you have to take some time. And like, hey, I need some time, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. And you go quietly to do whatever. I'm not saying slam the door in their face and walk out of the room. But you work up to where you can talk to them calmly. And they will listen most of the time. They will listen to you. And when you're talking to them calmly, it's good to not just go up and be like, this is how you make me feel. This is what you do to me. You go up and you're like, hey, so I really feel like this is what I want to do. And this is why. And you talk to them through your reasons. You talk to them through what you're hoping. You talk to them through whatever. And you just keep talking like a person. And then they're going to listen. That doesn't mean that they're going to be like, oh, man, of course, that's exactly, I agree now. They might not. But they're going to see that you have this ability to talk to them, this ability to continually leave the room and get water, this ability to do whatever it is that you can to listen. Because that's what's so important, is having that ability to communicate. And so that's what the whole honor your parents means. Uh, so often it's used as, hey, just say yes and move along. It's not that. You can disagree, but again, it's disagree as if you'd want someone to disagree with you. Uh, disagree in terms of... I have a different opinion, can we talk about it? And if they're like, not right now, then you say, okay, well, when we can, I want to talk about it. And then you calmly talk to them. And so we go to the next part, and this is the part that you guys will like more. Uh, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So as I said, sometimes parents aren't right. Uh, when I was a kid, I was raised by my great-grandparents. They loved me. They... Uh, put their entire lives on hold to raise me from the age of two on. However, it was at times an abusive situation. Um, it was partially because they were like World War II slash Great Depression era people, so they had different ideas of what discipline was. Uh, but it was very much, looking back, a difficult thing at times. Um, and so it, was, it, it has affected me in a lot of different ways. It's affected how I see things. It's affected how I see myself in some ways. But it's very confusing because I know that their intent was different. And so it's, it's just so hard to, to wrap your mind around some of these things. In some situations, it's just straight up abusive and it's just because anger. Anytime a parent just goes at you out of anger, it's not right. Now, again, you're in a weird situation because you may be completely in the right and your parent may be completely in the wrong, but you're the kid. And so you should have an opinion and you should have the ability to talk to them, but how you do it matters. And so if they're yelling at you and you know that it's wrong and you know that they're wrong and you jump to saying, hey, you're provoking me and you're doing the wrong thing, they're not going to take that well. 
And so it's just like you, when you're upset, you talk to them calmly. And they may not want to hear it then, but they have a biblical thing too here. And you can take the scripture home and read it to them, that's fine. But it's like, parents are not supposed to provoke their kids. Sometimes it happens because we're all people. One of the things in families, and I know that some of you have siblings, some of you are siblings. uh, All of you have somebody at home that's in charge of you. Um, One of the things with families is you're together pretty much 24-7. I know you go to school or you go to work or whatever, but in terms of living there, you're pretty much 24-7 together. So you're going to see the best of each other. You're going to have like the birthdays, the anniversaries. You're going to have like the fun times. You're going to have the Bengals Super Bowls or whatever that's exciting and fun until the very end. For you guys, I was fine. But it's like you're going to have, I was watching Peppa Pig, whatever. And so you're going to have, you're going to have, you're going to have all of these different things. And so it's going to be just like exciting and fun and happy. But you're also going to have the down times. You're going to have the times where they have a bad day at work or you have a bad day at school or you've really screwed up, or they've done something that they shouldn't have, or whatever. You're going to have the bad times, too, because anytime you're with somebody 24-7 or most of your time, it's just you're going to rub on each other's nerves sometimes. Now, I know that Ben and Hope are brother and sister, and they've never before fought in their lives, but theoretically, there are going to be times where they're in the same house, and maybe during a quarantine or something, they're in the same house, and they're just constantly there, and people are going to get annoying in that case, and you're going to get annoying in that case. I have news for you. At times, everyone in this room, including myself, is annoying to someone else because we just, we are. And so it's important to remember that you can do that. And so when it says, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger, this is not a thing where it's like, oh man, they're wrong. I'm going to rush to point it out. Again, you're in the situation where you are not in the authority. And so you have to handle it calmly. And maybe you have to talk to someone else that you trust first about it. Uh, talk to them like, how do I talk to my parents? How do I talk to them? But I promise you, most of the time, if you're serious about something and you're serious about just however it's going, if you sit down with your parents and you calmly are like, hey, I really want to have a conversation and you keep your temper in check and you keep uh, doing your best to keep the peace, they're going to listen to you. They're going to listen to you. Again, they may not agree with you and it may not change things, but they're going to listen because that shows maturity and it shows truth. And if you are willing in your time to admit when you're wrong, then maybe they're going to start, they'll start admitting when they're wrong. Or maybe your brother or your sister will start admitting when they're wrong. But it's all about opening that communication. And this is something that has to be a process. If you've, say, had like a a combative relationship with your parents for the last 15 years, it's not suddenly going to be like, hey, I'm going to talk to them tomorrow, and then boom, it's good. Like, it takes time to work that through, to talk to them, to to just share with them. Now, I hope that you don't have that. I hope that most of you have parents where it's like, hey, you know what, we disagree sometimes, but we're really close, and that's awesome. But sometimes you don't. And in those cases, again, it's important to do your best to be the peacekeeper on your side. And sometimes you're going to have to quietly know that you're right. And it sucks, but it's true. I want to go to this next scripture. This is James 4.1. And it says, uh, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? So basically it's when you have a lot of fights with your siblings or with your parents or anybody in your home. Sit down calmly with yourself and think, what is it the cause of this? So let's say that every single time they ask you to take out the trash and you yell and you throw the trash across the room and then you guys get in a big fight. Uh, Stop and think, well, wait. What could possibly be the cause of these fights? 
what could possibly be the cause of these fights. Now, obviously, the cause is they shouldn't ask you to take out the trash, right? No, the cause is that you just threw a fit, basically. Now, what if, you know, every time you mention something about what you want to do in life, or every time you mention something about school, uh, when they're tired or when they're upset, like they just blow up at you and it's not caused, then think, okay, well, what's the cause here? And you work that through yourself. You think, what is the cause of these arguments? Maybe with your brother or your sister, you're like, why do we argue? Is it just because you annoy each other when you're both uh, home from school and you have nothing to do? Or is it like they just get on your nerves because they always talk to your friends? Or is it just they get on your nerves because whatever other reason? Uh, and, and so it's like you think about what the cause is. And once you know what the cause is, that will help you to know how to go forward. Again, there are going to be things that you can't solve. There are going to be things that you can't change, which is really hard. And that's one of the hardest things about your age, period. It's one of the hardest things about being a teenager. Because there are simply going to be things that you cannot control yourself. But you can control how you react. You can control what you do. And I get that it sucks to always have to try to be the one that's not do messing up. That's not doing the wrong thing. I get that. But that's also important, and if you can learn how to do that at home, then you can learn how to do that in life, and it's going to help you in the long run, and it's going to make an impact. And if you do it enough, then hopefully it builds that relationship, whether it's with your parents or your siblings or your cousins or whoever else, but anybody in your family. You keep doing your best, and you figure out, well, what's the cause of this quarrel? What's the cause of this? What happens when I say this? How should I talk to people? And a lot of it comes down to how would you want to be treated. I get that. And sometimes you're not treated fairly. Sometimes you're not. Uh, one of the things that doesn't get talked a lot about a lot in church, because adults run church, is sometimes you guys are right. And sometimes it's not fair the way you're treated. But sometimes you guys are wrong, and sometimes it is fair the way you're treated. And you have to learn how to discern the difference between those two things. And if you are constantly... So I got an example here. So uh, I knew someone a long time ago who was a Christian, a strong Christian, but they would get angry at every single thing that in any way was against what they believed. So if uh, somebody murdered somebody, they're like, this is awful, I'm against that, that's awesome, right? That's right, we should be. If Starbucks changed the color of their coffee cup at Christmas time, they got so angry because that's against the church. See what I'm saying? Like if you get the same level of angry about every single thing, if you get it just as angry when your parents tell you to take out the trash, as you do when your parents yell at you for no reason, then you got nothing. So you've got to work on figuring out the cause. You've got to work on how you react. You've got to work on how you handle things because you cannot control how they will handle things. Now the hope is that they will see that, hey man, you're acting calmly. And they'll be like, wow, hey, you know, there's really been a maturity here and there's really been a change. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes, and I hope it's nobody here, but sometimes they're just not. Sometimes you just have to do your best and continue doing your best. And you hope that over time that relationship heals. You hope over time that relationship changes. There may be times that people in your family you just can't work it out with. And in the long run, you just never really hang out with them anymore. And that sucks. It does. But if you've done your part, that's all you can do. And I would love to tell you that that's going to be enough. And it's just, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But it's going to be enough for you. Because that's all you can control. And the prayer for always is that the other person gets it. But you're doing your best to where it's not falling on you. There's one more scripture here. Um, this is 2 Timothy 2, 15 through 17. 
Uh, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like a cancer, as in the case of Hymenaeus and Philetus, Philetus, which I know you guys all know all about. But um, the whole point, the whole thing this is saying is you do your part. You work your best. You try to be the calming influence. You try to be the peaceful influence. You try to be the one who is mature. And absolutely, you may sit there and be like, it's not fair. How come I'm the only one at my house that, that has to be mature? How come my sister doesn't have to be mature? My brother doesn't have to be mature? How come my parents can blow up at me and I can't blow up? I'm sorry. Life's not fair. But if you're doing your part, regardless of the relationship, regardless of the situation, if you're doing your part, that's literally all you can do. All you can do is your best. All you can do is keep peace in your heart. All you can do is try to do what you can do to be mature, to be helpful. Now, also, your life is chaotic sometimes because maybe school really sucks and maybe you've got a lot of classes. Maybe somebody's hurt you. Uh, maybe you've just had a bad week or a bad day. Maybe you've been broken up with or you've lost a friend or maybe something awful happened. And you just are carrying it and you feel it and you just lose it on your parents or on your sister or on your brother or whoever. You just lose it. Yeah, that's on you. But to be willing to say, hey, I know that I was wrong. And I know that I messed up. To be willing to say that and talk about that and show that, that really does help. Now, all of us, myself included, feel like, well, why should I have to say it if they never say it? Why should I have to admit what I'm wrong if nobody else ever admits they're wrong to me? Why should I have to do it? Again, it's not fair. But if you look at Jesus, who is our example for everything, when he went through his life, he treated everyone with love, every single person. Whether it was a Pharisee who's yelling, hey, put him in jail. Whether it's a, a disciple who would betray him. Whether it's a Roman soldier who would take him to the cross. Like whoever it was, he treated everyone the same. And a lot of people treated him like garbage. And it sucks. It really does. But he kept doing it. Not to show them up, not to do this, not to do that, but because it was the right thing to do. And so the more he did it, the more other people were like, wow, you know, he does this the right way. Now, in our case, we're going to mess up sometimes. And again, we're going to yell when we don't mean to. Sometimes, I know in my history, uh, in, at times, back in the day, especially when I was growing up, my mom and I would just butt heads sometimes. So we didn't see each other all that much, and when we did, like just something would happen and we'd get kind of emotional because we have similar temperaments at times. And we'd just get in these arguments, and I would be in the midst of them, and I'd be like, why am I saying this? Like I'd just be so angry or so upset, and there's so many more things there. But maybe for you, you kind of have been in situations where you've been arguing or you've been yelling, and you're like, I don't even know what I'm yelling anymore. I'm just kind of yelling to yell. And in a way... That shows that you feel loved. It shows that you feel safe because you're willing. But that's also not fair to the other person. And it's not fair to you if it happens to you. But in your life, when you deal with things like that, it's always better to stop when you're able to and say, hey, I was wrong. And again, I know it's not fair that you're the one has to say that, but that's all you could do. I would love to be able to stand here for this message and say, hey, here are the exact steps that if you do these, your parents are going to be perfect to you and your family, your siblings, your cousins. Every relationship you have is just going to be, they're going to treat you like gold. They're going to treat you uh, with love and respect. And they're going to give you kind of, I'd love to say that. But that doesn't happen. Now, hopefully it does. And for a lot of people it does. And for a lot of relationships it does. 
But that is not, and this is an important part, that is not a reflection on who you are. Your worth is the same no matter how anyone else treats you. You are worth it. You are enough right now, period. And if people don't see that, that's on them. If you're doing your best, you're trying your hardest, you're uh, trying to build peace, and you're trying to build communication, and regardless of what family root is, they're not listening, that's on them. Now, you don't run and say, hey, this is on you, but if you're doing all of that, there's nothing more you can do. And no matter how they treat you, you're still enough. You're still worth it. It's not on you. Sometimes it is on us because we do the stupid thing or we say the stupid thing. I get that. But if we apologize, it's literally all you can do. And going forward, you're going to have, as you get older, you're going to have kind of differing relationships with your family members. Because in the house right now, they're there all the time. And so as you get older and you go to college and you go beyond college, you kind of choose whether or not you keep talking to them. And, you know, regardless of what you think right now, they want to keep you in their lives. They do. Your parents do. Your brothers and sisters do. Now, maybe right now at home, you just argued with your sister, and you're like, I don't want her in my life. You really do. You do. And so you build those relationships, and then in time, hopefully you've built enough that when they come back, they're like, hey, you know what? Back then, I was messed up. I was wrong. And you're able to say, hey, that's okay. And you work for it. Uh, Again, I wish I could give you this magic elixir. And I wish I could do this for all the weeks. I wish every single week that I talked to you that I could just tell you, hey, if you do this, then your life's going to be perfect. Because if I could do that, we'd have a million people in this room and everyone would be happy all the time. That's not life. Life is we do our best. We do our best to improve ourselves. We do our best to be an example. We do our best to show love. We do our best to show peace. We do our best to talk. And then if it's not working out, we have people, this goes back to friendships, We have people who we can talk to, whether it's another family member or somebody who's a friend or a youth worker or a youth pastor, somebody that we can talk to where we can say, hey, this is just really hard. And we talk about it and we share about it. We don't hold it in. And most of all, we pray about it and we pray for help and we pray for guidance and we pray for for just the ability to get through. And then we just keep going. And we keep going because eventually you will get through this. Eventually you're going to be on your own and you're going to be adults and you're going to be awesome and you're going to be back here as youth workers. Eventually you're going to be NBA players or Bengals quarterbacks or pastors or I don't know what you said. Anything else or NASA astronauts or famous soccer players or Brain uh, brain surgeons or whatever or dragons you're going to be all of these different things you're going to be all of these different things and you're going to say I'm going to say one more one more thing uh, one more thing that you guys are going to say you guys are going to say or maybe have already said at some point in your life I'm going to be different than my parents I'm going to do things differently one thing that we have to understand one thing you have to understand no matter what When you're in charge of another life, when you have another life that depends on you, when you raise another life, that changes things for you. So I'm not saying that your parents are perfect, and I'm not saying that you're going to be exactly like them, but I'm saying as you grow through life, each of you is going to gain a different understanding, a better understanding of each other. And so as you mature and you learn, hey, you know, this is definitely something I should do, or this is definitely who I want to be, you're going to be able to grow into that. And so throughout this week, throughout this life, just do what you can. And next week, we're going to talk about something else. We're going to talk about dating and the ladder, and we're going to make fun of Rob and Tara and all these fun things. Yeah. We're going to have food. 
But each of these weeks really does come down to you do your best. And sometimes you're going to mess up and sometimes you're going to get it right and other people are going to mess up. But if you do your best, it's literally all you can do. That's all God expects of you. That's all anyone can expect of you. You do your best and just go forward doing that and helping other people and loving other people and being the best you that you can be. That's all I got.